right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, it's one of our monthly trailer roundup episodes, these special episodes where Jason Harris from Awesome Movie Year joins me, and we look ahead to the coming month and try to figure out what inspired some of the upcoming movies we just do a couple of puzzle pieces each on a bunch of movies i think we did nine this month there is a lot of movies coming out this month we are going to talk about them so before we get to that conversation i do want to remind you as always to make sure you're subscribed to piecing it together on your podcast app of choice we get a lot of new listeners lately you know uh, September was a really slow month as far as episodes for the podcast, but as far as listenership, we were up like so much, and that just makes me so happy. I'm so glad there are new people finding the show, and if you are due to piecing it together, uh, I am so happy to have you here. So make sure you are subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser or Good Pods or whatever other apps have a rate and review button a five star button those are the those are the best buttons we like five stars uh but we also like to actually hear what you think of the show so you know write a little review let us know what you think uh you can also just get in touch with me we are of course on social media at piecing pod on all the social medias and we have a facebook group popcorn and puzzle pieces where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show so that is all the stuff I always like to remind you guys about at the top of the show. So we have so many movies to talk about. Let's just get to that conversation now. All right, Jason Harris is back with us to talk about some more trailers. Jason, how's it going? Dave, I'm excited. I think this is actually the most excited I've been for a trailer month that we've had in quite some time. There's so much to go over. So, uh, yeah, I don't know where we're going to see these movies, but let's uh, talk about them. How are Too you? Too many. I'm doing good. I'm doing all right. I'm uh, getting back to the swing of things after my wedding. So uh, this is the first recording back, and I'm, I'm excited to be podcasting. Good. And congratulations to you. And um, I feel really badly for Gina, but that's cool. <laughs> She's going to have to watch some of these movies with me. So that's good. That's good. Yeah, that is good. So as we've been doing in previous months, let's take a quick look back at the movies that we covered in September and just kind of briefly go over them real quick. Uh, we started off with Worth. You got around to watching that, didn't you? I did watch Worth because as I told you, um, you know, I like the filmmaker. And um, this movie, as we said by the preview, how do you make it interesting? I'm not exactly sure. It's just very procedural. And, you know, we're always going to root for, obviously, the good guys in this thing. But there's just, there's just, I don't know, it didn't need to be a movie. It's probably an right. article. Yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, next up is The Card Counter, which I have not seen either, and I'm still hoping to catch sometime soon. Agreed. I want to see it as well. Kate is next up, which I did watch on Netflix. Fun. Did did you watch Kate? No. You know, it's like we said, there's so much content out there and so mm -hmm. much stuff. Like when people are just like, yeah, it's fine. Like I just kind of breeze over it right now. Yeah. You get mad at me when I bring up John Wick on the podcast. Uh, it's, it's John Wick. Nothing more, nothing less. That's what Kate is. But it was all right. Uh, next up is Cry Macho from Clint Eastwood, which I just watched the other you day. You Cry Macho. 
That was terrible, terrible. I don't even care. I'm 97 years old. I'll fight you in your face. It's fine. It's just a fine movie. It does nothing special. Um, you didn't watch it yet, right? No, same reason. I mean, like, yeah. I like Clint Eastwood. I, you know, I, uh, when he puts good movies out, I'm there, but I don't have the time right now, Dave. I don't have the time. I'm a busy man. I didn't even, ta- even have time to put a shirt on before this recording. <laughs> That's a little uh, behind the scenes <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> uh, next up is Blue Bayou, which is in theaters right now and I have not seen yet. I don't know if I'll get to it. I think that might be like an end of the year catch up thing. That does interest me. Yeah, for sure. Next is Cop Shop, which I will be recording an episode on tomorrow of piecing it together. I just saw it in the theater yesterday. I know you may be going to see it later today. It is great. All right. Well, um, I am very excited. And if I feel the same way, drop an edit in that says I feel it's great, too. Awesome. Uh, next up is our most recent episode of Piecing It Together, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which is good. I didn't love it, but it's definitely good. Great performances, um, and it was a fun one to talk about. Let me ask you a question, Dave. You're such a Michael Showalter loyalist. If he didn't yeah. direct it, would you say it's good, or would you just say it's okay? I almost might have liked it more if it wasn't Michael Showalter. I, I, I talk about it on the episode. I think he was kind of the wrong choice for this. Like, it, it's not the comedy that you want from him, you know? Mm, yeah, like we said, it feels very David O. Russell. Sure. You know, kind of even Scorsese when he attempts. Uh, and he, I think Scorsese is more uh, adept at comedy than people give him credit for if you look at King of King Comedy and uh, After Hours. Stuff like sure. That. Absolutely. Uh, next up, currently getting roasted, but audiences liking it. Uh, Dear Evan Hansen came out this weekend. I know a couple people who loved it. It seems to be. A movie that uh, dads really like. So maybe you'll like it, Jason. I don't know. <laughs> That's just that. That is really what I want in my life is to be lumped into just the category of dad. I don't have any individual <laughs> qualities. I like musicals. I want to watch it, but I feel like I can wait till this one hits, uh, hits the home theaters. You know, in the meantime, as a dad, I'll just read military histories and uh, tune up my old junker of a car. Sure, sure, absolutely. And uh, just briefly, I just want to make a correction for last month because we skipped over James Wan's Malignant because I said when we were planning the episode, "Eh, it's just going to be another one of these haunted house movies, just like all the other James Wan movies. And was I wrong? It was my favorite thing I watched in September. Still probably not a movie you would like, Jason. I know you're not much of a horror guy, but uh, so much fun. It's basically a straight-up horror comedy. It's like an Evil Dead. Well, I like horror comedy. You know, Maybe I'll watch that. And, you know, getting into this month, October, obviously there are some horror movies we're going to be talking about. So uh, I I don't... It's not off limits for me, obviously. Sure. But, um, you know, uh, it just didn't feel like it drew me in. But if if you say that, then maybe I'll give it a chance. Absolutely. Wait a second. You just said that was your favorite movie of September more than Cop Shop? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Th- close. Because Cop Shop was great. Uh, but, yeah, Malignant's my favorite of September. So I love this movie. All so right. ridiculous. All right. So let's start off October. October 1st on Netflix. It's The Guilty from Antoine Fuqua and uh, the writer of True Detective starring Jake Gyllenhaal. It's a remake of a 2018 Danish film about a uh, a cop who's kind of forced to uh, go into the 911 dispatch center. And we and don't see any there. of that in the preview. So. Right. We don't. It's like almost like a... a 
a single scene, although edited slightly different kind of a trailer, you know, one of those kinds of uh, tension teasers. Uh, but it looks good. What do you think of this? Yeah, I thought it looked good as well. You know, it's he gets one of these 911 calls with very few details, and he has to um, kind of figure out how to solve this case, right? So yeah. while he's in the room. Um, so I liked it. And I think you're talking about um, Nick uh, Pizzolatto. Pizzolatto. Yeah, that's yeah. his name. I'm excited for it. And it's on Netflix. I'll chill out. I hope the weather cools down. And let's get to it. What, did you think it looked good? I, yeah, absolutely. And I, I love Jake Gyllenhaal and I, I feel like it's been a little while since we've seen him. So it's good to see a movie with him front and center. And, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of talent in this movie, so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, what do you have for some pieces here? So it looks like a single location thing where they, you know, over the phone have to find the person before it's too late. Mm -hmm. Um, and that took me back to buried Ryan Reynolds. You remember that movie? Yeah, that was a good one. Also a single location, uh, phone call getting uh, the mystery solved. Locke with Tom Hardy. Sure. You ever see that one? I actually haven't seen Locke. I've always wanted to. Locke's great. It's very good. And here's something cool about Locke. Just just a fun fact. And you know I love fun facts, Dave. Sure. The way they shot that is they. it's a 90-minute movie. It's Tom Hardy in a car. They rigged up the camera to the car and or however many cameras, and they shot it eight nights in a row, the whole movie, all the way through. That's awesome. Yeah, pretty fun. The other two that I thought is uh, Panic Room, obviously. We're in a single mm-hmm. room. We got to do. And then uh, we covered on our on this show, on our previews, Those Who Wish Me Dead, Angelina Jolie, fire movie. This definitely has that element of how can we find anything with all the smoke in the air. Okay, right on. Uh, yeah, great pieces. And speaking of Buried, that came up in our Oxygen episode, the film that uh, Josh Bell and I covered. Um, so... Yeah, the the single location thing is a, a big part of this. Another single location movie that I thought of was Seventy Five Hundred with Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah, last year, good film. Yeah, yeah very good film. And uh, another example of somebody in a uh, emergency situation having to get directions over the phone on how to how to deal with the problem. So and, I thought and that also, was a good one. you know, not to be racist, but Joseph Gordon Levitt and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal look alike. <laughs> they kind of do look a little bit yeah. alike. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, look very different from the two of them. The other one I thought of was Halle Berry's movie, The Call, which is also a 911 dispatcher movie, which I don't think I ever actually saw. I didn't either, but was it Colin Farrell did Phone Booth? Like, this is a tried and true thing, and if you knock it out, like, um, there, there's a lot that can be done with it. Like, you know, Anton Fuqua, I like him, you know, and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, as you mentioned, we all like. So let's see. Let's give it a shot. Come over Absolutely. October first. We'll cuddle up. We'll watch it. You bring the snacks. I'll make. Uh, I'll make dinner. Sounds good. Let's do it. Um, next up, a movie. I'm curious to hear what you think of this one. Uh, the Many Saints of Newark, which is of course the prequel to The Sopranos from David Chase. Uh, it's coming to theaters and HBO Max day and date on October first as well. Stars James Gandolfini's son uh, as young Tony Soprano. Um, I. I don't know if you know this about me, Jason. I've never actually watched The Sopranos. It's like a big blind spot for me. Oh, Amado! <laughs> well, yeah. I don't... I mean, I guess you could watch this because it's like a prequel, but I'm sure there's going to be a ton of Easter eggs and stuff you might not understand. Yeah. I, Dave, can go the exact opposite way. Not only did I watch the entire Sopranos series, 
I actually acted in a Sopranos. The way I said it sounds like I'm going to say I acted in The Sopranos, and it, that would be so much better than what I'm about to say. <laughs> I acted in a dinner theater show out here, which was like a Tony and Tina's wedding called The Sopranos Last Supper. And uh, So I play- you know this inside and out. I do. I, yeah. I was young in my 20s, but I played everyone from Bobby Bacala to Polly because I had energy and, you know, could get those voices because I grew up in Jersey and everything, right? <laughs> sure. You know, so, so uh, man, what, did, uh, what an embarrassing episode this is for me so far. <laughs> um, did you ever see the other David Chase movie? Um, what, what was that? Oh, like about the music scene in Memphis or so. I don't know. What was it called? He had a movie. Okay. I didn't know that. Okay. I'll look it up. But anyway, it was one of those things that... Like when it came out, people were like, oh, this is no good. And I think it was because of like, hey, you know, you're the Sopranos guy and um, just be the just be the Sopranos guy, you know, and everything. But yeah. now that people have like let it rest over time, it's getting a growing, uh, you know, following. People really mm-hmm. have revisited it. That movie's called Not Fade Away, by the way. So it's okay. from, yeah, I've yeah. never seen it. But um, look. I love The Sopranos. I'm going to do my best to check this thing out and uh, really enjoy it. Uh, it is Nork. It's that gritty, uh, you know, city style uh, of uh, of Jersey. And this is when those riots took place, the political riots. So I think it's all set around that time period. Sure. I didn't want to go with the obvious ones, which we could all name a thousand gangster movies that it might. Right. So the one, so the one I did pick that is a traditional gangster movie. I thought like. Young Gangsters, Neighborhood was Scorsese, Mean Streets. Mm-hmm. Um, then I picked a, I thought this was cool because there is like this, you know, crime element, uh, small time crime element uh, in there. And uh, Michael Gondolfini, as you said, is the star. And one of James Gondolfini's last movies was the excellent film, The Drop. Did you ever see that? I did not see The Drop. Yeah, I, I remember that, though. It's great. It's great. That's probably like a lost gem that's worth revisiting. Mm-hmm. Um, two movies we covered on awesome movie year in the 2003 season, talking about young criminals, totally different, but I wanted to focus on that city of God. We always want to recommend and the station agent, which has nothing to do with crime, but really showcases a different part of New Jersey as the environment. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing Newark on, on, on screen, that, that'll be an interesting thing. And, uh, Connecting that to the station agent. I like it. So, yeah, as far as, like, you know, gangster movies, the, I also only picked one. I picked The Bronx Tale as, as my example. Yeah, you young know. guy getting into it. And, exactly, yeah. yeah. And then trying to figure out wh- who, to, who to stick with and who not to and who's, you know, a bad influence and whatnot. Uh, and then the other the other piece that I had here, I know you'll hate it, but um, there was a, a good meme that went around, I'm going to become the Sopranos. Uh, it, it's, of course, Joker, uh, which is itself inspired by, as ridiculous as it is, inspired by all those classic Scorsese movies. Right. And, you know, so it, it, they, they both do come from the same place, whether or not you think Joker is successful in what it was trying I, to do. I like Joker, so I don't hate it, but I agree, mm-hmm. like, this this episode, like, I'm like, oh, that's kind of inspired by that, but, in a, but that means it's inspired by Scorsese. He's like one of those filmmakers that now is getting that next generation of people that he inspires even though they might not know he inspires them because maybe right. they're inspired by like Tarantino or something like that right yeah. and i think we have a movie on the list that uh, i mentioned that later in here the one other thing i wanted to say about this another fun fact i'm full of them today i'm glad nice. ray liotta's in this cuz obviously we could have mentioned goodfellas but 
Did you know Ray Liotta was originally offered the part of Tony Soprano? Wow. That's okay. So it's kind of cool. So, tying that would have been together. a totally different timeline, I feel like, for like, you know, for gangster movies, for him to continue that whole thing going forward. Yeah. I mean, look, in the end, the, the guy who was supposed to play Tony Soprano played Tony Soprano. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you can say that so, uh, so confidently, considering you've never watched an episode. I mean, I'm aware of Tony Soprano, and I've seen a million like clips and you know things from it. So I, I, I think I get the gist. You when know? you go to a deli, do you order Capicola or do you order Gabagool? <laughs> Let's move on to uh, the winner of the Palme d'Or at Cannes this year. Titane also coming to theaters October 1st. It's a big weekend that October 1st looks absolutely bizarre. Uh, it's from the director of Raw, Julia Ducanaro. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Uh, about a woman who becomes pregnant after having sex with a car. Mm, did you see Raw? I did not. Did you see Me it? Me neither. No. Yeah. Uh, but I think maybe this Raw would be good to watch so we kind of pick up I agree. points before this. This was a very tough one to pick. Because the previews give like more like ambiance uh, on top of music. There's no dialogue sure. in any of it, right? Right. So, right. look, hey man, bringing it back to awesome movie, your cult classic, 1996. People who have uh, autoerotic fetishes, and with autoerotic, I mean uh, car sex uh, attractions. Yes. Uh, we go David Cronenberg's Crash, and this has a whole Cronenbergian feel, right? Yep. Um. And this is funny, Dave, you, you did a good job ordering this because I definitely thought like, oh, this feels like a David O. Russell or even Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood type thing, which means it had to go back to Scorsese. <laughs> yeah, there you go. More Scorsese in there. But yeah, Cronenberg was like number one for me. And I, I think it's like almost like a mix of every different era of Cronenberg. You got the body horror stuff. You got his like later stuff, a little bit of like Eastern promises, a history of violence style stuff in there. Plus, like you said, crash. The other thing I was going to throw in there, Southland tales because cars have sex in it. So, Oh, uh, interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this looks bizarre and it looks like it has so much style to it. So I I'm looking forward to it. It looks very, uh, very interesting on the other end of the spectrum from Anything like Tatane is, of course, the new Bond movie, No Time to Die, coming out October 8th in theaters after many, many, many delays due to COVID. Uh, it's Daniel Craig's final outing as James Bond. Uh, Rami Malek is the bad guy, also has uh, Lashana Lynch and Anna de Armas in it. Uh, what, what do you think? You, neither of us are really big Bond guys, right? No, but I feel like they're, they've become separate um, now. Like, it's not... That ongoing, like, it has to fit all the elements anymore. Like, each one is more standalone. Sam Mendes and now uh, Fukunaga. So mm-hmm. another true detective tie-in. Sure. Um, this is the longest one they've ever made, which that um, does not excite me at all. <laughs> but um, I do like Carrie Fukunaga. So, yeah. um, you know, the preview looks good. The preview oh, looks yeah. really good. I mean, obviously the... Um, Again, we don't. We try not to be too obvious, but it looks like Born. It looks like Mission Impossible, and especially that like last Mission Impossible where he had to get like the villain out of uh, you know uh, the captivity or out of prison sure. for the help. So it yeah. looks like that. But then I I thought you know there seemed to be dueling assassins here. So I uh, 
I went with the S- Stallone Banderas assassins. And lastly, <laughs> nice. there is definitely a, sh- uh, a few shots here of that villain in prison in a mask. That's very um, uh, Silence of the Lambsy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I could see that for sure. Silence of the Lambsy. Let me put that down. Silence there. of the Lambs. <laughs> so I cheated a little bit with my uh, my my pick here um, because I couldn't really think of that much based off the trailer. I mean, it's playing it a little close to the vest with you know wh- what the story exactly is, aside from the like you said, like having to uh, kind of rescue slash kidnap somebody or something. So uh, what I did for my piece is I just listed out. Uh, Die Another Day, Never Say Never Again, A View to Kill, and License to Kill. Basically the final entries of any of the other Bond actors. So I, I just feel like that is a uh, tradition that this one is going to try to you know continue with and going out with a bang, hopefully. Uh, not that Die Another Day was that, but you know um, they certainly all try to go out with a big one. I think if you had put one more piece not related to Bond, I would have let that slide. Because yeah. it's, a, it's a good... It's a good concept, Dave, but... Uh, well, I, I certainly had thought of Mission Impossible Fallout, so, yeah. All right. Yeah. That saves me a little bit. <laughs> you, you know what? Consider this your wedding gift. All right. Thank you very much. Let's move on to Lamb, coming to theaters October 8th. It's an A24 film. It stars Numi Rapace and uh, played at Cannes. It's about a childless couple decides to raise a sheep as their child and looks absolutely bizarre and weird. And uh, I can't wait. What did you think of this? Well, see, I didn't even get that from the preview. I thought there was some type of hybrid lamb thing that they had going on here. Could that be or am I totally off base? No, I I think what's happening is uh, shit just gets weird. I don't don't think anything is to be taken at at face value in this. Um, I I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of like visions and things changing and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I I'm gonna I'm excited for it. It looks weird, and awesome. you know we're all for that. Um, the first shot you see that says A24 is a bunch of lambs lined up to to make that shot. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, so that brought me back to the Run Lola Run um, intro, and you know that played with a lot of form. And uh, don't forget we covered that coming up on Awesome Movie Year 1999 season. Sure did. So let me get you some other pieces that might fit a little more. Um, with that, with the um, hybrid stuff, I really like Sweet Tooth on uh, Netflix. Obviously, totally very different, but like this animal human hybrid thing that that series did a great job. I thought. Okay. Um, there's also a movie I've never seen, but I, but Dave, uh, unlike you, I pushed myself. I did the research. It's mm-hmm. called Black Sheep, not the Chris Farley, um, uh, David Spade one. It's from New Zealand in 1996. And here's the um, slash film uh, synopsis of it. Genetic engineering goes shockingly awry in New Zealand when a farmer dabbling in DNA succeeds in turning docile sheep into carnivorous beasts. As bad as that is, the problem grows worse when it's discovered that people who are bit but not eaten turn into were sheep. Yeah, you read that right. That, Where that, sheep? I just want to watch that movie right now. Actually. I kind of do too. I'm not gonna lie. And then the last one I thought is like, what if in a hundred years we actually have human animal hybrids and we look back at this and say, oh, that was completely misguided. And that brought me to C. Thomas Howell's 1980s classic, not so much anymore, Soul Man, where he becomes a black guy. Mm. 
<laughs> that is a very strange piece, but uh, I guess I'll allow it. Um, I I will go with Rosemary's Baby because, you know, paranoia oh, yeah. about a baby. Uh, and then I also thought of uh, Darren Aronofsky's Mother uh, because of the tagline, Mother Nature. And this does all seem to be some kind of weird allegory for something else. So I, I don't know yet what, but we'll we'll find out. Uh, and the last one that I have is a uh, movie from last year, a really weird movie called The Other Lamb, which does sound like it could be a sequel or something to Lamb. But uh, it, it's about a uh, a woman who's born into a cult and starts to have visions that kind of signal that she needs to get out of there while she can. Um, and the cult is just all about serving the male cult leader and tending to the sheep. And so there's uh, definitely a setting that's very similar, but uh, obviously the stories go in different directions, but lots of weird stuff happening. Was that movie good? It's very good, actually. Yeah. Cool. Really good. Good picks, Dave. Awesome. You're back on track. I'm back on track. Let's move on to one that you told me to add to the list. It is Muppets Haunted Mansion coming to Disney Plus on October 8th. And it's a Muppets movie coming out during Halloween time. I mean, what else is there to really say about it? Yeah, you know, what? I might have been last year or the year before we had Hubie Halloween. It was probably last year. And I've noticed there aren't many Halloween, like, family or comedy things coming out this year. And, like, the Muppets are back on a roll. That new Disney Plus show that they have is great, so... Um, I think this has the potential to really be a super fun movie. Was this a surprise thing? I, I don't remember hearing anything about it until the trailer dropped the other day. No, I didn't know anything about it either because I th- didn't they just say they're again rebooting the Haunted Mansion with like new, yeah. uh, I, I don't know who's in this new one, right? Eddie Murphy, is it? Or was- Yeah, he was in the most recent one that's like supposed to be like one of the worst things Disney but then they're done. rebooting it again right yes now. so yeah so so that's frustrating Let, leave it alone you know <laughs> and like and you know so jack black all this and that right uh monster house right haunted mansion sure. um i thought of two other ones um because this is based on you know a disney attraction we could go jungle cruise pirates any of those you know Sure. And then, uh, you know, you got to make it through the night, maybe solve a mystery. How about uh, Clue with that type of tone? Absolutely. I think that that definitely works. And uh, I did have that terrible Haunted Mansion adaptation uh, on my list. But I also had Hotel Transylvania, partially because I think it, you know, fits a big hotel thing filled with monsters and all that. Uh, But also as a good shout out to another movie that we're kind of skipping over, Hotel Transylvania, Transformania is coming in October 1st. So, And I guess in that case, you could shout out another Adams Family's coming out, another animated one, which I haven't seen the animated ones, but man, I love those two from the 90s. Those are so great. And I'm going to be really excited to watch them again this year. Yeah, I haven't seen them in forever, but I should rewatch them because they are great. They are. So let's move on to The Last Duel, October 15th, coming to theaters. One of two movies that Ridley Scott has coming out this fall, which is just insane. I don't know how this man has that kind of energy. What's the uh, other one? House of Gucci. Oh, yeah, yeah. That looks amazing. Are they both with Adam Driver? uh, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Kylo Ren. (laughs) <laughs> well, this one, uh, based loosely on, on real events uh, from the 14th century, where a uh, woman claims she was raped and her husband challenges the guy to a duel. Ridley Scott back in this big epic mode. What do you think of this? 
Um, I mean, you said it. It's Ridley Scott in a time period epic. Like, if you want to see anyone do it, he's the guy you want to see do it, right? Yep, absolutely. So, and it's him and uh, Matt Damon, I think. Matt and- Damon, Ben Affleck is in it as well. Their first time together in something in forever. And who um, plays and the Jody, female lead? Jodie Comer is the female lead. What is she from? I don't know her. She's from uh, uh, Killing Eve. Okay, and, cool. Yeah, and she's she's been in a bunch of uh, movies lately, too. Right on. That uh, Yeah, it looks good. This is one you want to see in the theater, right? Absolutely. I mean, and this looks like his best uh, timepiece thing since Gladiator. It definitely yep. has that feel. Definitely. Um, you have that whole scarlet letter situation going on you're an adulterer you know we're gonna burn you alive type thing clearly some game of thrones and joan of arc stuff here um you mix them all up you throw them in and uh it's definitely not a knight's tale but that's what you get (laughs) that is what you get uh yeah so i mean i know it's obvious but you did it too gladiator you know ridley scott going back to that world and that that kind of huge budget recreation of you know that kind of period but uh the other piece that i thought of is uh also with ben affleck is gone girl a movie where two characters are kind of going at it and one of them has to be lying but it's going to be you know we're not going to find out who until you know the end of this movie and that's what's going to keep it guessing yeah that's Gone Girl Rules. It's a great movie. Yeah, and I never would have thought of that. That was a really good one, Dave. Okay, great. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm glad. Um, well, didn't Ridley Scott, the last one he did, we didn't we talk about it not too long ago? Didn't he do one of these like um, time period um, uh, epics that like was it? It's, it almost sounded like it had the same name as this. Like, I don't know. Are are you thinking of uh, Kingdom of Heaven? Because that was what um, is that one? Tell me, maybe I am. I want to say Orlando Bloom. Yeah, um, that sounds right. Yeah, this is you know, you know why we were talking about it? I'll tell you exactly why we were talking about it. It was on Awesome Movie Year. We were talking about director's cuts, mm. and it's supposed it, to be good. This one that didn't get um, the director's you know. cut is supposed to be good. The right. theatrical version was not, and the director's cut was okay. And yeah. that's another one of these like big timepiece, like uh, you know, fighty fights. Yes, big fighty fights, and definitely, uh, I think, his last time doing that kind of a movie. Yeah, that's why I think I was referencing it. Okay, cool. Well, glad we cleared that up. (laughs) Thanks, audience, for bearing with us. Yeah, sometimes we gotta gotta figure these things out in real time. Uh, Next up is The French Dispatch. Definitely my most anticipated movie of the year because I love Wes Anderson and I know you do too. Uh, October 22nd coming to theaters after lots of delays because of COVID, of course, it's a collection of stories from uh, the final issue of an American magazine published in 20th century France. That's what they say. Uh, Stars a million people, but uh, just a few of them, Benicio del Toro, Adrian Brody, uh, Tilda Swinton, Francis McDormand, Timothy Chalamet, of course, Bill Murray. Uh, What'd you think of this? Count me in day one, brother. Yes. Um, Chalamet, we're also, I think on the same day, he's releasing Dune. What a what a time. That's insane, man. Right? To be and that Bene- guy. Benicio had that uh, really good Soderbergh movie that was out earlier this summer. So a lot of guys doing a lot of good work. I'm interested. We haven't seen Wes Anderson do one of these like kind of, uh, like you said, multi-story. Uh, you know, he has multiple characters all going through stories, but as opposed to like, this feels like um, nine separate stories or whatever yeah. it is, right? Yeah. So that's nice. That'll be interesting. That'll be something different from Wes Anderson. Man, 
you watch this and you're like, this guy loves Godard, doesn't he? This right. guy loves that Jean-Luc Godard. And then I think he probably also is a Jim Jarmusch fan, like I am. And I thought of Coffee and Cigarettes because that had that kind of storytelling beats. And then what was funny is like in some of the fight scenes, I'm like, oh, this kind of looks like Jojo Rabbit. So I'm not going to say it was Taika Waititi influence. I'm going to say it was Wes Anderson influence because Taika Waititi <laughs> takes a lot from Wes Anderson. That That is fair to say. Absolutely. Uh, I also had coffee and cigarettes on my list. Uh, yeah. I mean, you get, you know, all the little stories, you know, definitely. Uh, and I could totally see the Godard influence as well. Um, I, you know, I'm surprised you didn't bring up any journalism movies. Cause I mean, this is set in a newspaper. I mean, I, I don't know which one specifically, I guess we'll see when we see the movie, but I mean, you know, I thought of things like spotlight and all the president's men and broadcast news. The other thing I thought of is I, I'm going to butcher the French, so I'll just say the English uh, version, Paris, I Love You, that anthology film with a whole bunch of different directors. I know the Coen brothers and Gus Van Zandt were on it, uh, but all these little stories set in, in Paris, and mm. uh, this is like Wes Anderson doing all of them himself, all these different yeah. little stories. Yeah, I definitely, you know, because the reason I didn't bring up a journalism movie is because like... I think broadcast news is an interesting one. I was thinking of, of uh, J.K. Simmons and Spider-Man because it sure. has that comedic tone as opposed to Spotlight. Not very comedic at all. No, and this is clearly a comedy. Yeah. Moving on to the next one is Last Night in Soho, my other most anticipated movie of the rest of the year. Uh, October 29th, theaters. It's of Man, course- you're going to really have a downer of a thanksgiving and christmas aren't I, you what am i gonna do they're all coming in october but uh yeah edgar wright who i love uh anya taylor joy thomas and mckinsey it, it, it's about a woman who seems to be either transporting to or somehow connected to 1960s london and uh some kind of horror type stuff happens although it's also fashion it's also classic movie style things happening it's just it looks very interesting very weird it's definitely got a lot of mystery to it uh, what'd you think of this trailer? Yeah, man, I'm way in. I'm glad to see Edward, Edgar Wright like move into a different direction here. It's yeah. going to be exciting. So absolutely, and I think Anya Taylor Joy is like, uh, you know, we mentioned Chalamet. Like she is the she is the other version of that, right? Like she's as hot as they get right now. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it'll it'll be uh, it'll be exciting to see those two also because Thomas and Mackenzie is great too. So this cast is. Uh, just excellent. But uh, what do you got yeah. for pieces here? Well, I mean, earlier this year, we, we saw Cruella, and that definitely played that 1960s uh, London fashion thing to a tilt, right? Sure. So that was fun. I, I thought there was, it seemed to be a lot of like kind of stylized nightclub stuff. Uh, so I thought of Moulin Rouge. And then this kind of transporting to another time, maybe the best version of that in the last you know 10 15 years was midnight in paris mm -hmm. so that's my last one but of course if you're going to travel through time you might as well be a time cop clearly this is jean-claude van damme influenced i think that's fair to say i mean if anybody would be influenced by by time cop it would be edgar right there does uh, seem to be some type of element right of yeah. criminality that we don't know yet yeah, we, we, we don't. Um, I guess we'll find out. But yeah, Midnight in Paris, definitely that's number one on my list. It, it it seems totally like it's going for that kind of a thing. I also thought of a movie we covered on Awesome Movie Year, Blow Up, uh, which neither of us got, but certainly the style. Yeah, ninth swinging 60s, baby, Paris. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, a little bit of Night of the Living Dead and the horror elements of this trailer, where hands are kind of breaking through the floor and the, and the walls. And uh, 
Last but not least, there's so many doppelganger type movies that you could talk about. Uh, but I went with Enemy. Speaking of uh, Dune, uh, you know Denis Villeneuve. But I, I went with that one just because of the mystery and where you just really have no idea how these two are going to be connected, and you just know it's going to be weird, whatever it is. But I yeah, it's funny out. you mention. It's funny you mention that because uh, you know I didn't pick a movie from her, but this definitely feels like something Brit Marling might sure. create. Yeah, and uh, I just wanted to if you don't like, she's not. A household name, right? Like Edgar Wright might be or whatever. Like, but if you don't know Britt Marling, you should definitely look up her work. She's she's awesome. She's fantastic. I actually was thinking about uh, I Origins for this as a possible one, but yeah, nobody seems to know that movie. <laughs> there, um, see, that was <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's great. I love her. So we discussed ahead of time for all the listeners out there. Uh, that was our last. Main oh, one we Dune wasn't? I, I thought Dune was in our speed round here. Let's do it. We're speed rounding it, baby. Okay, so yeah. So we discussed, we're going to do a speed round because there's so many movies in October. Uh, we're just briefly going to talk about a few more that are coming out that we're not doing the whole puzzle piece thing for, but we'll just kind of talk about for a second. So since you already brought up Dune, let's skip ahead. Let's do Dune first. Yeah, I mean, look, I, 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 it's interesting how... Denis Villeneuve is, uh, he feels like he's very Christopher Nolan-y right now, yes, right? You know, yeah. like he's that guy. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, I'm excited for Dune and no one's really pulled it off. And like, he seems like the guy to do it, but he seems like more famous than his movie should make him be at this point in time. I feel the same exact way. I think it's interesting you say that. I mean, I love Sicario. I really yeah, like great. Enemy. Uh, and, and Arrival, I think is, I don't know. It's, it's a mixed bag. I know people love that movie. Prisoners. Didn't he do Prisoners? Prisoners also. is, is yeah. pretty good. I, I like Prisoners. Uh, Blade Runner is obviously, you know, one of these big, like disappointments at the box office, but people love it. Uh, yeah. I don't know why he has gotten this name that he's gotten, but I'm certainly looking forward to it though. It's got a huge cast. And I mean, it's definitely the kind of movie you want to see in the theater. I, for me, I get why he's such you know, a stickler about that whole thing. But I think that's why I, you know, also think of him as Nolan, although Nolan has more of that true proven track record, but that yeah. idea of like, this has to be in the theater. Um, definitely has that star Wars feel and, you know, Tatooine and all this. And we're definitely. in the desert. Definitely. And, uh, yeah. That's October 22nd, hidden theaters and HBO max at the same time. Uh, going back to October 8th, in theaters is Parallel Mothers from Pedro Almodovar, about two... I think it's Almodovar. Almodovar, okay, you got it there. About, about two uh, single women who get pregnant and are somehow linked together. Uh, what, what do you think about this one? Well, I mean, there really isn't much to go on, although the reason I wanted it in there is because, you know, we always want to at least put some foreign films in there and um, uh, because there's so much good stuff out there, and Almodovar is, you know, one of the best. And... Um, this type of tone where it's some type of weird mystery with Penelope Cruz, that seems like a no-brainer for an Almodovar movie. So um, I can't figure it out based on the preview, but like, hey, man, let's let's get it. So I already mispronounced Almodovar, so I'm going to make myself sound like an idiot again here. Did you feel like every sentence in this trailer was completely disjointed where like it, you got absolutely nothing from it? You know, I didn't, but that could totally be done on purpose. I, I if you were I was like, wondering too if it was yeah, on purpose. Yeah, that seems like something Almodovar would do, right? Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, so maybe I'm on the be. right track. Maybe maybe I right. got it, but I I don't know. It just I was watching that trailer and I was just like, what the fuck is happening? Here? There's a lot. You, have you noticed this year? Um, there's a lot of movies about parenthood and mysteries and like not just like straight up horror movie stuff but like real twisted stuff going on anxiety i think especially yeah. with the way the world is right now i i think it makes sense for it to be happening yeah yeah but you know it's also good like i think like here in america like they were like oh penelope cruz you're you're 50 we don't have any use for you anymore right <laughs> okay. and it's like man what a great actress like it's awesome that i i'm excited that she's just working yeah absolutely well you know that that same point you were just bringing up uh goes really well to the next movie fever dream uh coming to netflix on october 13th uh from peruvian filmmaker uh claudio yosa uh it's a mystery about a woman and her son so it goes right into that same kind of anxiety uh i i hadn't heard about this one so you brought it to my attention uh looks good though it that's why i brought it up because i was watching all these uh previews and i'm like man this uh this looks really good. It's a, based on a bestseller. I don't know the book, but um, it looks really interesting. You know, this woman or this family moves to a new town or a new island. I don't know what it is, a small area. And there's a woman living there. And she's like, I used to have a son, but he's not my son. But the kid's still around. So we don't know what the heck is going on here. Right. And uh, it just looks like super mind trippy. And like, yeah, I'm all for that. Like, I'm glad that we're getting some stuff like that on Netflix. Definitely. Uh, next up is Bergman Island, coming to theaters October 15th. Stars Vicky Kreps, Tim Roth, and Mia Wasikowska. Great cast. Um, and it's about a couple of filmmakers who go to an island where Ingmar Bergman lived, and they want to get maybe some of that inspiration while working on their new film. This just feels like it was made for me. It's the Faroe Island I think they go to or something like something that. Something like that, Islands. Yeah. And, like, I love movies or TV shows that are set in, like, these remote destinations that you learn about by just seeing the environment, you know? Yeah. Uh, filmmakers, it definitely had that kind of, like, Margot at the Wedding, Before Midnight, that kind of small area Let's really get encompassed with the characters. Like, I'm really excited for this, Dave. And I know I played a Ken, and uh, I think it had that new ABBA song in the preview. So, like, come on, bro. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, too. It reminded <laughs> me a little bit of Black Bear, uh, that uh, Aubrey Plaza movie from oh, last year. I know year. you like that one. Yeah, I love that movie. And so I, this doesn't look as weird, but certainly the the filmmaker looking for inspiration angle of it. And uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm definitely interested to see where this goes. Uh, and then the last one we put on our little speed round list is Army of Thieves coming to Netflix October 29th, which is for some reason a prequel to Army of the Dead. I guess it was greenlit before anybody knew how Army of the Dead would do for Netflix. Zack Snyder's most recent movie. Um, this is just produced by Snyder. It stars the Dieter character who was the locksmith in that movie. And I, I don't know who wants this movie, but it's happening. I definitely do not want this movie. And like halfway through the trailer, I was like, man, I can see myself being interested in this thing for 20 minutes and just watching this fall all the way off the cliff. It does not look good, Dave. No, it very much does not. Uh, there are a few more things. I mean, I didn't put it on our list, but we also have Halloween Kills, uh, which I, I didn't like the last Halloween, but, you know, we'll see. Maybe it'll be good. Uh, also, Antlers, which was one of my most anticipated movies of last year, but was delayed over and over again. Whoa, tell me about that. 
Tell me Ant- about Antlers. Antlers is, uh, what's his name, Scott Cooper? He did uh, Out of the Furnace with Christian Bale and uh, also Hostiles with Christian Bale. Also Crazy Heart. He, he's, he's a great director. And yeah. it's it's a horror movie, but um, it looks really interesting and like really stylized and everything. And then also The Harder They Fall, which is that all-black cowboy movie uh, coming to Netflix, which looks really That does fun. look good, yeah. So, yeah, so um, there's just so much, so many movies. People are excited about Venom. That's another Oh, yeah, Venom. I forgot and, about uh, Venom. Yeah. Yeah. And Directed I by Andy Serkis. Love Andy Serkis. Yeah. So You know anything about Ron's Gone Wrong or... Uh, Passing, those are like the only two I think we left off the list this month. So. Yeah, pa- Passing is definitely, that's got a, a lot of hype to it. Ron's Gone Wrong is Zach Galifianakis, I know. Um, oh, fun. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Just so much stuff for us to see. Of course, there's a parallel of normal activities coming out on Halloween. So you know what we're, we're seeing for the first time in a while is like just stuff for everyone this month. No matter what you like, there's something for you. Huge month, so much going on. So uh, I think that does it. That that's a lot of movies to uh, to chew on. A lot of movies for people to look forward to. Jason, why don't you tell people what they could look forward to over on Awesome Movie Year? Well, Awesome Movie Year, which uh, as you can tell by this episode, you know, getting to a lot of good movies on there. Uh, we're in the middle of the 1999 season, which is the entire uh, influence of uh, inspiration for why we started the podcast. So 1999. Great movies we got going. Uh, we've already released uh, Wild Wild West, which was one of the worst movies I've ever seen, but I think a very good episode. Yeah. Uh, we recently recorded an episode on American Movie, which is amazing. You know, We did Run Lola Run, which I mentioned today. So there's a lot of good stuff. And 1999, you might remember as the second movie of Wes Anderson's career, which we will also be covering so find us, awesomemovieyear.com, Awesome Movie Year, Facebook, Instagram, Awesome Movie Pod, Twitter, Awesome Movie Year, wherever you get your podcasts. If you listen and like it, give us five stars. We like that. Awesome. What else you got going on, Jason? You want to plug anything Jason else? Jason Harris Comedy, Jay Harris Comedy on all the socials. That's it. Awesome. Well, we will uh, have to cover the French Dispatch when it comes out. Sound good? Dave, you do a great service to this fine community. Thanks, Jason. Hello, this is Bubble Wheat from It's Time to Rewind, a movie podcast. Wait, that's not quite right. Hello, hello, this is Bubble Wheat from It's Time to Rewind, a time travel podcast. Wait, that's not quite right either. Hello, 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 this is Bubble Wheat from It's Time to Rewind, a time loop podcast where we discuss time loop movies and TV shows, one loop at a repetitive time. Find it on Anchor.fm and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about some of the movies coming out in October. Thanks to Jason Harris for joining me, as he always does at the beginning of each month. And I look forward to getting him back for that episode on The French Dispatch. So if you like what we're doing here on Piecing It Together, uh, I'm going to remind you again, make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts. You know, wherever you're listening right now, if you're not subscribed and you're just, you know, a one-off, just a, a quick download of this particular episode, hit that subscribe button or follow button, whatever they're calling it nowadays. You could also rate and review us. You can give us a nice five-star rating. That would be nice. Uh, you could also leave us a full-fledged, multi-paragraph review just telling us everything you think about the show. You know, or, you know, just 
you know, the five stars. That's cool. Uh, you can follow us on social media at Piecing Pod. Join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. Share the show with your friends. Really appreciate it when people do that. And, uh, you know, I might as well mention we also have a Patreon, the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where we post bonus content from Piecing It Together, as well as advanced episodes. Also, bonus content from Jason's podcast, Awesome Movie Year, which you should be subscribed to as well. And then also stuff from my music career. Uh, I actually am going to be releasing a new album this month. It's a new month. It's October. And, uh, yeah, it's actually October 1st when this goes up. So you should check out my website, bydavidrosen.com, where I would have just posted a new blog post all about the new album. It's called The Dissection Table. And it's a soundtrack album. It's the score of a film that I scored. And uh, that is coming out October 15th, but the blog post with all the info about it and pre-order details is now up on my website, bydavidrosen.com, so go check that out. And I will be posting a special look at the album here on Piecing It Together uh, next week, I believe, uh, if timing works out properly. Definitely in the next couple of weeks, but I think it's going to be next week. Uh, So look forward to that, but also check out the website, check out the album when it comes out. And uh, why don't I play a track from that album right now? That sounds like a good way to play out this episode of Piecing It Together. So part of the reason I decided to release this album this month, October, is because it is Halloween month, and this is a horror movie that this score is from. So a lot of the music is really dark and uh, horror movie-ish. And uh, this track is no different. (laughs) So I am going to go with a track called... My Testament from the film The Dissection Table, which the soundtrack will be out October 15th. You'll get to hear the rest of the album before that here on the Piecing It Together feed exclusively. Uh, but then the album will be out and you should check out the full album. So enjoy this track though in the meantime, and we'll be back with more Piecing It Together real soon.
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.